Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. And I had a good feeling that it would be. Turns out it was a really good pod that we just got done wrapping up. And I'm going to start this with a wrestling analogy. There's this tag team called the Young Bucks. They are a member of a bigger group called the Elite. When the Young Bucks tag with one of their elite brethren, they become the super elite. And fans get really excited for that. Like it's a different element and not, you know, two guys with a third guy that they're also known for being with. So we're introducing my guy Isaiah to the pot. And I think we went from the casual diehards to the super casual diehards. Hopefully that makes some sense. I think you will notice a different energy in the pot and it's, it made for a good take on what is a good batch of conference finals to discuss. Stay tuned for our post lottery discussion. We dropped the pre lottery podcast earlier. And if you haven't heard that, make sure you go listen, but that's what you're going to get today. We hope you enjoy without further ado. Let's talk some hoops. So my original intro was going to be that I had some barbecue chicken pizza waiting for me. Let's see how long it takes before I can get to it because we got to get this pod done first. Yeah. And then, no, it, it's actually funny. It, it's a pleasant ending. I get to enjoy the pizza, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because Isaiah, who's joining us tonight, you know, in true Isaiah fashion, overslept for the first day of school, but woke up in time to get there still. <laughs> but just woke up like a little late. <coughs> I'm messing. I'm messing with you. Mutation precedes me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, th- this is a different different dynamic we got going right now. Isaiah, let's let you talk to the people for about you know uh, a little bit. Let's let's let them hear your voice for a second and uh, <laughs> proceed with the with the with the recording. <laughs> um, I'm here because I have now listened to every single episode and the cumulative time spoken on your Eastern Conference finalist Miami Heat is about the length of a quality TikTok at this point. I'm pretty sure the remaining people on this pod can name seven people on the team, and they uh, have watched about a quarter and a half of them play this season. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, it's nice to give some education at, you know, three o'clock in the morning central time. <laughs> donning donning the Miami Heat hoodie. I'll have you know that I've seen much more than that of, of Miami Heat. I've seen at least... At least four games start to finish this postseason. I have seen at least like the over under is like four and a half quarters. I'm hammering the under. <laughs> on both of y'all. I'm taking the under. It's definitely the under. Well, that's that's that is exactly why you're here. You, you are here. You are a correspondent. We're, we're checking in o- officially. We, we got to get you the backdrop. We'll, we'll get you, uh, you know, some beach props <laughs> and <laughs> whatever, whenever you're here, you'll, you'll let us know where we went wrong. Um, so 
that's a that's a good tease ahead because I feel like we both want to talk about the game that happened tonight, and then we're gonna touch on. I'm just gonna let you guys duke it out. Honestly, like we'll see who who the last one is standing between the Celtics fan and the Heat fan, giving unbiased takes. <laughs> <laughs> let the gloves come off. If if you know Shiva, it's gonna stay unbiased. We won't hear about how great Robert Williams is and has been snubbed three times for DPOI at this point. You said it, not me. So, <laughs> the Lakers won tonight. I wish. The Lakers lost tonight. Game one of the Western Conference Finals. And it had feelings of a blowout. Except it wasn't. And in my opinion, this was a weather the storm game. Feel it out. Let's see what we got. The result wasn't going to really move me either way. However, if we won, I would have had, you know, I would have came on here and said it's in the bag. I won't say it's in the bag. But what were you guys' takeaways from uh, the whole game, from the four quarters we had tonight? And how are you feeling with this series going forward? Well, tonight you saw the best player on the court, and it, it was Jokic. I mean, it's the first time in a series you can, you know, honestly say Braun's not the guy right now. You know, getting 30-plus, 20-plus, triple-double. I mean, his first quarter looked like someone who wouldn't, you know, get off the sticks in 2K. Like, it was it was unseen. Jokic had his way with AD, and that, that matchup something that it's going to be the talking point. AD dropping 40s and afterthought. It's much like Giannis is 38 and 20, still having to wear the dunce hat. It's it just wasn't what we expected. Steph? Yeah, I well, I only watched the first half and then I saw the Nuggets were blowing them out at the end of the first half. I was like, this is a wrap. And so then I went to go hit a lift and I saw that the Lakers clawed their way back into it. But I don't know. Jokic is on kind of a, a little Dirk run right now where he's like quietly cooking everyone that's in front of him. And it might just like get him to the finals. This had some kind of 4-1 energy to it, Denver winning on the low. It was like, they could just do this again. Like, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is probably going to hit shots again. I don't know. Could happen. So Denver I, altitude or whatever. Yeah. No, I was... uh. The day got going, Pacific time, <laughs> so I'm in I'm in the swing of the swing of the shift, and uh, I I wasn't gonna check in with this game. I was gonna let this game play out a little bit, see what it was talking about. First peek at the score, ooh, nine to twenty two. All right, that's how it's going. Cool. <laughs> Glad I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Checked in like that, and um, first half ends. Whatever. You know, I'm hearing the chatter. Hey, dude, I saw the, hey, the halftime numbers, 19, 16 or something like that. From that Yogi. was crazy. Very impressive. Dude, he was eating. So I didn't, I didn't check in again. When I did, it was the fourth quarter and uh 12 point game, five and a half minutes left. I'm like, okay. Because my, my thoughts were, all right, great, great. We're getting punched by Jokic right in the mouth. Good. Wake these guys up because. Contrary to whatever comes off about my Miami Heat takes, I've watched a lot of Nuggets. 
Shiv, you know what I've said about the Nuggets since the, the preview began. And yeah, yeah, guys, he's this good. He's this freaking good. Yeah. All right, cool. He's got insane numbers at half. How are you going to finish? And he was the best player on the court tonight for three quarters. Because in the fourth quarter, he was sitting on a donut until he had some free throws with 30 seconds left. And I turned it on at the five-minute mark, and they're debating the Schroeder foul. And I'm like, all right, cool. I see the play. Eh, loose whistle. Very loose whistle. But I'm like, okay, that's a game one. Game one call. And LeBron has a history of taking game ones off. And I think this was a real data analysis observation where at the end they had a chance to mess around and pull it out. And they didn't because LeBron went for the hero three with, with about 45 seconds left. And why not? You've earned you've earned that batch. You get to pull that one. That would have tied it up and he breaks it or whatever, goes out of bounds. And then Jokic gets a loose foul for his first points of the quarter. And that put it to five, 20 seconds left or whatever. It's over. It is what it is. Hmm. Hmm. Donut in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. but you get to that point in the game because of what he did prior. I mean, we were sitting on a 30, 15, and 10 triple-double on 15 shots through three. Yeah, and like the game's he- not done. The game wasn't done, but the problem was up to that point, you're still sitting at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Lakers, I think, down yeah, 12. At halftime, they're down 18. At the end of one, they're down 13. Uh, again, I'll give Jokic some slack, and trust me, I'm a certified third-degree black belt Jokic hater. I mean, I have so many takes at group chats that are just calling him a fat fraud time and time again. But – you know, you just have to take we know, a step I, We back know what your pin tweet is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out Devin Booker. Uh, but you just, you look at the Nuggets putting up 130 in a game one, and you have to think that this is the best it gets for the Nuggets. So, rookie coach Darvin Ham, what do you got next? I, uh, I, I, beg, I beg to make the argument that that was near the best i don't know if they're going to get the the godly triple double from Jokic, along with 31 from murray along with 16 from bruce brown along with 21 from kcp those variables will happen again i don't know if it all happens in the same game again and kcp fearlessly saved them with some clutch buckets and i don't know i i'm i'm cool i i wish we would have won it but i think that uh the biggest, the biggest key was that when I turned it on to flashback to the bubble series, the bubble series was four one and AD saved the Lakers ass because he hit a game winner down at a, at the buzzer in game three, but it went down two one instead they were up two one they finished it out. Um, tonight they saw, they got a taste of what they needed to see. You think back to the bubble series, what was working was you had the size and reinforcements in the front court with JaVale and Dwight. They were putting them on Jokic, who clearly have the the physical 
traits to make life difficult for him. And then you've got AD in help. You've got Braun in help on the other side. You've got your guards being pests up front. Whatever happened in the first three quarters, congratulations. Doesn't matter. Like in the fourth, we're seeing Rui being placed on Jokic. And I see AD come with the help. You know what Jokic does? A couple plays in a row. Looks for the help. First one, smooth turnover. Because the guy's... That's that could work against him again. And it worked in the bubble. I think that this Nuggets team is marginally better, but essentially the, the punches are the same. It's Jokic and Murray. And you're going to get a game or two where and it depends if MPJ is like, that's what we said going in. It depends if he's really a problem. If he's not a problem, I feel really good. I feel very good. If he emerges to be a problem, for games, yeah, we got we got we got something to deal with. We really got something to deal with. But like we said, I think this is his first crack at the postseason, making a deep run, and he's not ready to to give it to him and be the deciding factor. So I'm not I'm not sweating this loss. I'm really not. Like I, you shouldn't sweat it. Y'all yeah. weren't going to win this game. Like prior to it, uh, I know Jokic made no fans tonight with uh, splitting those free throws. Shout out all the betting degenerates uh, pushing with the minus. Dude. Dude. <laughs> but, again, you just have to not get Bruce Brown again. You have to get something more from the bench. You know, outside of Rui Achimura minutes, um, you know, Lonnie Walker, you know, hero Lonnie Walker from the semis was non-existent in game one. And Jared Vanderbilt, who you want to have come in and shut the water off, didn't do that. And his 10 minutes were not a, you know, were not a net yeah. game there. Ham's played he's played some good cards so far this postseason when when he has to. So we'll you know, yeah, the, the rotation, somebody has to be there from somebody. I really want it to be D'Angelo Russell because if that's just consistent, I think that's loss. It, it takes a lot of burdens off and he's a shot maker, but we won't get it every game, clearly. So we will see. Uh I think uh yeah, that, that one's in the early goings. Nuggets got one. They've been this team. They've been this team all year that don't take home games off for sure. So Yeah, the best home. And the thing is, if we did get the upset tonight, we were going to get clapped by 24 in game two. <laughs> the way things go. <laughs> so I'm I'm cool. Let's just let's try and get this one. And uh the next one, that being, and if we don't, then we need to assess something from there. But not bad. Not mad at the film that we got tonight on these guys. It just has to be studied. Study execute <laughs> the plot. The assignments don't always get done. You're you're right about that. This is definitely like Rui's series, though. I've been advocating for Rui since we started this podcast. And I'm like, dude, like Rui's got to give more time. Phil Handy gives him like the Kawhi comparison. I respect Phil Handy, so it's like I see that in his game too, and I feel like he's. Out of all the role players that are on the floor between, like, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, like, Rui Hachimura, Lonnie Walker, like, dude, he's the best. He's, like, the best role player in this series. And it's like, all right, you're going to get, like, you know what you're going to get from Murray, and you know what you're going to get from Jokic, you know what you're going to get from Brown, you know what you're going to get from AD. So, like, who's going to be the guy that, like, really steps up and, like, wins him the series? And it's like, Rui, you saw what he did defensively tonight. Like, they were matching him up on Jokic, and, like, they were able to bring AD and help. And, like, the fact that he can even do that and still produce offensively off the dribble is pretty 
pretty impressive. So I think that he's he's gonna start cooking. Yeah, no, that's another thing I like about this Lakers team, and we'll, we'll move pretty soon. But in the in the Warriors series or in the Grizzly series, I'm like, what the heck? I didn't know Vanderbilt was gonna just take the Morant assignment. Yeah. And then it worked for like a game or two in Golden State. And of course we had to reevaluate after that, but didn't know Rui was, was going to step up to the plate and uh take the Jokic matchup. So I like I like finding these elements in the postseason that and them seeming to have success versus having no other options, no counters to what's going on. Um so probably well, gonna be a long series. It feels like six or seven. Wasn't he playing like, like I feel like he was like a setter at Gonzaga, like Rui. Wasn't he like a big dude at Gonzaga? He would have been if he, just if he wasn't next to Timmy, right? If he wasn't next to Timmy and uh, I'm looking so, back, was on the court. Uh, was no. it Sabonis? Heavens no, heavens no. Was but no. Sabonis and Rui? No, but Timmy was there for like five years, so. Shout out Perry Ellis. He, he was there with Timmy and somebody Perry, else yeah. in the front court. Somebody else. Maybe uh maybe a uh no, I'm gonna get it wrong. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> we'll Anyways, see. But no, I he was a big. He was definitely that big. Yeah, that background of him doing that in college is maybe showing out a little bit. Like he's just kind of tapping into that big man reserve that he hasn't used in several years. And that's a guy who, you know just learned to swim essentially in the world of basketball like five years like you know what i'm saying like six seven years ago yeah. so like he's still he's still always uncovering stuff like I mean, yeah i can do that like or i can try to do that like let me figure it out so yeah he puts it all together it's gonna be solid but enough of game one let's uh i will uh toss game one of the Eastern Conference Finals in, in the air, and whoever uh, whoever wants it can have it to lead the way. Because I'll set the scene like this: Jason Tatum did a thing in Game Seven that a lot of people, myself included, I'm sure every Celtics fan included, and you know the masses have just wanted for, and it's just to be like, dude, play like the guy we know you're capable of playing of, the playing like. And, yeah, he did that and, and had a cool 51 in in a game seven. That shouldn't have came to a game seven. I'll remind everybody, which is where my issue with Boston lies. But we're coming off of that. Shiv hasn't had the chance to to glow about that. And, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very sorry that it's taken this long. But you have that and you have this Heat team that is afraid of nothing. Ain't much else you can say. <laughs> uh, Why don't you go first, Isaiah? I want to hear what. I will. That way we're not uh, lulled into a sense of Celtics and four by my good friend <laughs> Shiv over here. You, You're going to let the defense walking... take the stand. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, you're walking into a series where the Miami Heat are not going to be like the Sixers or the Hawks. Shout right. out ex-coach of the 76ers, Glenn Rivers. The Heat are not a team that's going to play with their meat. They're going to get out there, and they are going to get work done. That the first sign of weakness, you are going to Wait, be- wait, wait, wait. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to stop you. I'm sorry to stop you, sir. 
Shout out to Glenn Rivers. <laughs> he just made a couple of amazing moments in that opening statement. Shout out to Glenn Rivers and uh, shout out to that wild statement that he had. <laughs> you may you may continue. <laughs> um, the Celtics are a team playing with a rookie coach and a young coach. He seems almost too young to, you know, lead the youth group at church, but nonetheless, he is coaching the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. They are a team that has, they have weaknesses, and their weaknesses last year were overshadowed by Ime. I have a list of jokes I'll make about Ime, but uh, for the sake of time, I'll I'll tamper those down. Um, but we see a series that clearly has to go six or seven. The only problem is if it's 3-2 Miami after six, there's killers that play in Miami, and there were teddy bears that played in Philly. So if you come into Miami for a game six and it's 3-2, there are players on the heat that have those LeBron eyes versus what you had out of Philly where you had a chance to put a foot on the neck, and instead you got your coach fired and you alienated 12 players on your team. Shout out Joel Embiid. <laughs> That was that was incredible. That was a lot. I feel like I just like sat there, just like was just getting like spewed at, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty crazy." Um, so here's what I think. <clears throat> I think this series is where you really start to miss Tyler Hero a lot. Even though I bag on him a lot, I think that his presence is going to be missed. I don't know how you're going to get away with running Kevin Love for like 20 minutes a game, honestly. Honestly, like that's going to be such a miss. Like I'll take Robert Williams over Kevin Love in that situation, like 10 times out of 10. And maybe he bangs home two or three triples. That's cool. We'll get it on the other end when we force him to switch on the pick and roll. We'll get it back. You saw what Tatum was doing. Oh, three, oh, throw up the 50 ball. Like it's cool. We're cool with that. Um, I also don't think Kyle Lowry is going to get busy this series. Genuinely. And I, I and that's because. Like Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Marcus Smart. These are these are guys who have been around for Lowry's antics for nearly a decade, if not five, six years. So I don't think he's gonna get busy like that. I know Jimmy's gonna be Jimmy and Bam's gonna be Bam. Bam's gonna have to be a monster, which he probably will for a game or two. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But I think something, I think what Philly messed up with is letting the Celtics team find that dog in them. Like you saw them get angry in game seven. And I remember that anger would like last year, it's like really flipped in the first round and that, and they got angry and Ime was just bringing it out of them. And you just had a lot of confidence from, from the onset, but I think they found something here. Like mentally, I really do. And dude, this might be over in like five. Like this might be set. Like we might drop a game. But, dude, like, I don't know. Like, there's, there's, I just think they have something mentally over Miami. Miami's done a really good job of playing the whole, like, we're the spoilers. Like, well, like, like the wedding crasher role. I love it. It's cute. I love that role for the league. I do. It is awesome. We don't have a team like that. New York tried to be like that, but New York isn't that good. They're not ready yet. So somebody has to do that. You need, but, the, you need the antagonist? Yeah, you need the antagonist. But this team is, like, destined for this. And that was their 
crescendo moment of like, nah, we're good. Like we have this guy and this nobody else in the league can do what this guy does at any given point. Like I, I get playoff Jimmy, I get Jokic, but no one can do that. And that was just devastating. Like that was like heartbreaking. My roommate hasn't said a word to me since, and he's a diehard Sixers fan. We watched that game, and in the fourth quarter, he went to his room. I have not seen him since. I haven't seen him since. It's pretty crazy. I, you know, I feel like we have a JJ Redick, Stephen A dynamic right now. (laughs) No, the 20 minutes per game for Kevin Love was real. The 20 minutes per game for Kevin Love was real, according to basketball reference for all you Pythagorean theorem advocates. The thing is, there's no dog in Boston. Where did you see anger? You didn't see anger. You saw WWE style antics. You were playing to a crowd. This is dog when they were losing. Where was the dog when they were losing? You saw a collapse by Philly in game six. I saw sunken shoulders. I saw three points through three quarters for Tatum. There wasn't some (laughs) aha moment. I'm great. He threw up prayers because he said, screw it. I'm going to go down swinging. You know, you're gonna judge me on ESPN. Give me my 16 points. He shot through it. He shot through it, which which is where most players would start trying to be a little more passive. And I'm cool with him taking the shots because he's our guy. And at the end of the day, when you have the alpha, like if if Jimmy's missing, like and and it's a close game in the fourth quarter, Jimmy's probably getting the ball. Like that's just the way it works. Like he's he's that guy. He's that boy. Who him is. You you may have thought you were seeing Kobe in the fourth. You saw Dion Waiters' levels of delusion. He just knew if I threw it up, it might go in. No. ESPN will care about the 16-point fourth quarter. That's it. I'm That's not even hyping that performance. I think I think that, that him overcoming that into a 50-point game is representative of the fact of, like, I'm the best player on this team. If I miss, it's on me. If not, it's cool. And he still facilitates, and he still crashes the glass really well. Like, he does a lot of really great things. And I think in that game six, he had, like, four blocks, maybe? He was, like, he had a few blocks. Like, it may not have been four. It might have been three. But I don't know. I just think – if I, if I may, if I may, um, and then I will toss this, this back either to the defense or the uh, prosecution – um, the way I've described Tatum is is the best player in the league waiting to happen, waiting to be official, you know. And after the Bucks were eliminated, I came on here and said, so the title is we are in now in an open tournament for somebody to get this title of at least you know having the moment where it's like, all right, that's the guy, like that's the best guy, and like he where the moment where everybody like says it because of what happens. But that person has to go and get it. So with that being the case, Tatum is in the runnings 100%. Now, Isaiah makes great points. And that is essentially where I'm I'm very still I'm very concerned for Boston because they're not they're they're going up against a different beast in the Miami Heat. Not just Jimmy Butler. Not just in Kevin Love, not just in Eric Spolstra, but just collectively, it's just a different. It's a different, uh, different town. And um, I had to. I had no. I had no choice. I had to go back and get in the history books 
as I often do. And I went back to 2020. I thought it went seven. Nope. 30, 30 point performance. Daniel Tice versus Bam being a wash. Tweets going out. No, it, Bam shut it down in game six. <laughs> it was Miami at six. And then I was like, all right, let me kind of see game to game what happened because we know that most of much of Miami's supporting cast is different. Much of Boston's supporting cast is different. Same way it is for the Lakers and Nuggets. Basically the same team. You got your same course, you know, same, you know, whatever. Was was Brad Stevens the coach? No. Wait, no. yes, that was his last year, wasn't it? 2020 was the bubble, right? I think yeah. he coached. Right. Okay. J- just wanted to know. Just wanted to know. But um, yeah, so this was a game where Miami won the close games. My when Boston won, they had a larger margin of victory. Guess what? It only means one game still. So it's it is, you know, you get Miami winning by three, Miami winning by five. Boston winning by 13. Miami won a game four. So I was like, all right, what happened? Did Jimmy go crazy? He actually didn't really go crazy. There were two Goran Dragic games to start the series in a game where it was the bubble, so there was no real home court advantage. The Celtics were the higher seed. However, seeding was determined that season, I forgot. But um, Goran Dragic had back-to-back, God bless him, games. The Celtics won a game. The Heat won, and in that game, Tyler Hero had 37 <laughs> off the bench. And Duncan Robinson had games where he had five, six threes in that series. And it's like, huh, this is the thing. If Boston doesn't put their big boy pants, hat, shirt and tie, belt, maybe a tie clip, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the shirts doesn't have wrinkles. Like, if, if they put the full ensemble on, then, yeah, they can beat this team and they can 100% take care of it. They haven't shown me that they're going to do that yet. And I know they could. Game seven was what it should have been. But I'm still, I mean, I'm still shocked, dude, that people are going as hard on the outcome of that. And that's just kind of like the impact that game sevens have. But, dude, Joel Embiid's knee was cooked. It yeah. was cooked. So it it doesn't matter. The outcome was going to be the outcome. They were probably going to lose because Boston was better. Shouldn't have came to a game seven is what it is. But why are we surprised and, you know, so aghast at the result? The Tatum 50 ball is that is in its own lane. Like that's, a, that's still a stamp that he had on it and the shot making and the, what we saw was what we saw. But it's like, dude. His knee was cooked by the second half. He was the last person up the, up and down the court the entire half. And, yeah, Boston, you better freaking win that game. So, good. You did either way. Are you ready? Like, are you ready to die? Yeah. What did, what did, what did, what did Glenn say? Play with your meat? <laughs> Can't play with your meat. <laughs> you can't. And – I don't know. You know, I, I just see it more as they have kind of messed around in these playoffs and some situations were avoidable. Others, not so much like when Harding gives you 40, what are you supposed to do? And I agree. They, they, uh, they, they played with their food a little too much, but I think there was a turning point in that game seven mentally. 
I think this team is kind of settled into some sort of groove or they feel very comfortable with what their roles and what they're doing. And at the point about a rookie head coach who's on the staff for these runs, he's been there. I'm not really too worried about that. David Blatt stepped in and got a team to the finals. And he won six. He, he took him six games. He took the dynasty six games. So I'm not concerned. It's not like it's Fred Hoiberg leading the charge here. Like from Iowa State, I'm good. Somebody go get David Blatt. He's going to be all right. And I know Spoh's the mastermind. I know that. He's the godfather junior. I get all that. I love it. Spo, I love it. But we got Joe Shiesty, all right, on the sidelines. We're good. I don't know about the Mazuster. Yeah. Isaiah, I want to know what uh what are the expectations for the supporting cast in Miami that you're looking for and things that you will be the things that will give you good impressions, good takeaways versus like what you think if Miami doesn't have this, if they can't do this, then it's not looking good. Main thing you got to keep the guards out of foul trouble. Like the only reason the Knicks had any sort of life were when we had Kyle Lowry and Vincent both sitting with four fouls in the third quarter. So if they can not fall into Brogdon, Derek White, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown antics between Struess, Vincent, and uh, Lowry, they got a shot. Like that's, that's the main thing. Don't get four fouls by the third quarter. I'll also feel good if they hit open shots. Because that's what it's going to come down to. Spoh's going to get you open. You're going to get a shot to make, to you know, to take 35, 40 threes a game. Just, you know, through the natural flow of the offense. Duncan can't miss open shots like he did against New York. Um, you can't have the Struess three for 10 from three game over and over and over again. Because that three for 10 game really is going to be three for 13. Um you just need to make the open shots, but also Caleb Martin has to keep playing like the, you know, the guy he's been this series, this playoff so far. I'm a Martin fan. You have saw, to be. Saw, saw that boy in, saw that boy in Reno. Yeah. NLV. Yeah. yeah no, he, I, I, I grew on to this Miami Heat team kind of just seeing the success because like, yeah, they're, they're still being underestimated. And when that's the case, you look at the guys who you are kind of overlooking and you just kind of identify with the underdog. It's like, no, like if you're not, you know, if you're not, if you can't tell exactly what it is they're doing, then that's just a testament to the, you know, the strategy working, but it's like, no, they are factors. Like they are 100%, you know, carrying the team through the effort and stretches where they're just relying on them and where they're resting Jimmy. And that's gotten them through to the surprise of many. And it's like, you've got to now take it very seriously. Yeah. And also one of the things that helped Boston towards the end, when they had Joel Embiid's limited mobility and really the lack of aggression from anyone else in Philly, they were playing that wall defense where you had, uh, Al Horford pick up ball you're dropping Robert Williams and then showing help from whoever's being the point guard between Derek White and Marcus Smart you're not going to be able to do that against Miami because a they'll shoot they'll shoot <laughs> like they're going to shoot threes and b you have willing passers and healthier needs you know knocking on glass yeah. for <laughs> for Miami 
No, and game ones are wake up calls. Like the you, there's a lot of last series hangovers, and game one for the Lakers, for example, is like, oh yeah, this is not the Warriors team without a paint presence. <laughs> like, what's our front court depth again? What what's our plan here? <laughs> and Boston can yeah, they, they might sit and help a little comfortably. Guess what? They're gonna pull it a step or two off the line. Whether you're, you know what I mean. Whether you think your closeout is like solid or not, and yes, after after three go in, and you're down nine in the second, and you're like, oh, okay, hey, all right, nope, yeah, yeah, no, uh, we can't, we can't play with these guys like that. Like, we got to figure it out. We got to adjust. Truce is going to have to watch the sideline, though. You know what I mean? He had a little bit of trouble with that in Game Seven, from what I remember. Yeah, I think I think he might have he might have done that a couple of times. Uh, yeah, you know I, I know you're outside of this keyboard, right? Let's call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's no way that this series ends in five. The Celtics are not walking in to Miami and taking care of business. They could. No, because we started the game at 8.30 Eastern time, so traffic's not going to be a problem. It will be loud. There will be packs. <laughs> yeah, why do Miami fans just, like, never really care until the Well, end because of the- they're not massively unemployed like Boston fans, so they have stuff that goes on during the day. And if you've ever tried to drive to the stadium, like, I was staying in Miami when I went to the Chris Bosh jersey retirement, yeah. and it took an hour to get from North Miami Beach to the stadium. So, because it's on an island. Oh. I, I had uh, there was a study that I saw today uh, at my job of the fifty worst metros for commute, and Miami was uh forty four or forty five. Beautiful, great yeah, stuff. It's it's not easy to get, especially if you don't take the Dolphin Beach Expressway. You're not getting to the stadium. The bottom three were all in California. Of course. Of course. What a surprise. And the Nuggets think they're slick with their with their 5.30 start time. The Lakers are never going to win at that time in the playoffs. No, I'm just joking. No, man, you guys, you know, I think that uh, this is a seven-game series on our hands. In all honesty, yeah, it probably is. But – I don't know. Because both these arguments are both going to carry into the series. Like, Shiv's going to have the moments where he is 100% like stamped on what he is saying about Tatum and the and the Celtics, you know, just being awake now and this their time. Like, he's going to have all of that ready to fly after a couple of games. Jimmy's going to do something one game. One of the Motley crew members are going to do something for the Heat. And I think this is, you know, I don't think that either team can uh, get the other out of here in less than five or in five or less. Yeah. Also, one thing we just didn't mention earlier, um, there was an overemphasis on Kevin Love for some reason from Shiva. Uh, he doesn't play that much. Plays like, twenty minutes a game, doesn't he? Twenty minutes a game. 
I mean, come on, bro. 20 out of 48, you know, we'll reduce your fraction. That's a lot of time to get cooked on defense. But you act like he's a dumb player. You're not no, going I to, quote, unquote, cool. cook Kevin Love because, Dude. quote, unquote, your power forward and center are not going to cook any damn person. I Love. can put a skeleton out there and it ain't scoring more than that. We're just going to force the switch. And Love, Love, is, one of, Love is one of the guys over there. He is he already one of the he's guys. One of, He's one of the he's one of the guys. They, and I get it. Listen, I'm here for it. The stop, arguably the greatest defensive possession in my lifetime, outside of the block. The stop was incredible for me as a certified warrior hater. Like the stop is my Mona Lisa, but we're not getting that in 2023. We're getting that in 2016. No, but I'm, we are going to get as a weak side charge taken. That's going to get Jalen Brown his third foul early in the second quarter, and it's going to yeah. piss you off beyond belief. Or yeah. we'll get that second foul in the first quarter, and he's checking out at the eight minute mark. Yeah. That's what you're getting from Kevin Love. Oh man, and Jimmy's going to catch a couple of those as well. What I'm watching are Boston's bigs. I don't think that it's it's really where it should be between Horford and Williams right now. And if they're not able to protect the paint and if they're not able to be visibly out, if they're getting visibly outplayed, it's not good. It's not good. And, and I'm a little concerned about uh, – I'm a little concerned about it being just the two of them. And I and I haven't loved what I've seen this run. And it, you know, it's knocking for Horford. He, he's gonna get he's gonna get you two games. He's gonna get you two. He's uh, gonna have of superb Horford. He's gonna have one game where he turns into like Ray Allen and he goes like five for five from three. And it's like, yo, this dude's running to the corner in transition. I know what am I seeing. It's just like what is happening right now. He's going to turn back the hands, uh, you know, once or twice. I think I think Rob needs to do a lot this series. I'm not ready to to, to count on him for a lot, a lot. That's what I'm. That's what I'll be looking at because yeah, Lowry's sure. going to get in there and make and do what he's known and do what he does. Yeah, he's going to get away with realize. it. The change from last year was just becoming more veteran savvy. And the guys who were walking in there for their first time, green eyes, don't need to shave yet, puppy dogs. Struess and Vincent were not ready last year. They weren't they weren't starters, and they were trusted with roles that they wouldn't have had. This year, the trial by fire of, for some reason, we have 12 players who average 20-plus minutes a game this year. That's going to come in this series because we've been hit already by two significant injuries that you would see in this series on, you know, the scouting report. There's Ooh. no hero. There's no depot. But Ooh. now we have Vincent playing 30 plus minutes and getting the Jalen Brunson assignment where I, even I Jalen Brunson went off. He did his job. You know, you throw you try and throw the kitchen sink at him. But if he's the one guy beating you, just don't let the other, you know, 11. There's going to be a lot of that in this Boston series where Caleb Martin may have to, you know, eat 30, 35 points a game from either Brown or Tatum, but you just have to control everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I agree. it'll be a good team battle. You reminded me that. Uh, so, yeah, what what happened in Miami last year? They um in the postseason, 
They lost game seven at home. Yeah, they lost uh, 98 96. Oh, Lord. That's right. It was the Jimmy Butler in in a moment where he sort of gave in to the fatigue and just like wanting, wanting to end it, pulled the three on the break. Right. Damn. I didn't know. I, I kind of wasn't, I didn't know that, uh, they were checking that box in the in the you know as a team we're cracking it again with this with this same formula because these guys do feel sort of newer to the scene still they were out there last year for this exact series and again the the closing lineup you had in that game the only person you're subbing into this now is you're taking out depot and you're putting in uh vincent struce was there and Vincent uh, Vincent has won them some games this postseason. Yeah. Also, the most slept on shot of this postseason so far against is the, the game five. Is the yes, the game five buck shot. You With know? like 18 left, where he's like, nope, we I got this. Oh, it's not 18, brother. It's eight seconds. He, Dude. He pulls that up down four. And then also right. slept. Vincent so much happened after that. <laughs> yeah, so much happened after that eight seconds that it felt like more. No, for real. Ah oh, man, I uh, I don't know, brother, brother. It, it, it. <laughs> we'll go Celtics in six, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's five. Yeah, I feel like honestly, just being devil's advocate here, it's more probable to be Heat in five than it is Celtics in five. Ooh, You're not beating that ooh. team in five. Ooh. If you get them in six, you you stole game six. Uh, you're, not, you're not really getting that team in five. Yeah, it's not. Wow. Really, that's not really this, happening. This is a team who's done the Rocky montage of punching pictures of the the miss shot for now ninety five games. Just thinking about it, that was their training. Was yeah. do not let that feeling of Game Seven happen again. Don't let that stupid ass Larry Bird trophy go to Jason Tatum again. It, yeah. it has to. It has to go to Miami. And 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 uh the the thing that is really different from like like you said, it's about that it's about that closing piece. The other piece that that's big is the fact that Lowry is the leader of the second unit. And it's when both second units are on the, it's it's in the swing of the game where, you know, starters are getting, getting some rest and the rotations are getting mixed up instead of just having anybody come out there, getting your team through the, the, you know, the ugly stretch it's Lowry out there driving the ship. Where I like that, and I like that because we have we have the sixth man of the year. We have Malcolm Brogdon. Ah oh, man, who I, who I want to see something for? Show me something, Malcolm. Let me like let me see you do a play that I remember. Sorry, oh, sorry to give it to you so straight right now because I love the number. I love I love the numbers and the efficiency. That's fine. This this postseason, looking, I don't know what number he is. I, I don't know what haircut he's rocking right now. He, he just doesn't stand out. I need to see because right they. I get Boston has the pieces, but at the end of the day, I'm not feeling. It, it, it seems like it's Tatum, to a lesser extent, Jalen Brown, and then a bunch of guys wearing Celtics jerseys. That are that are going against Derek White. You know, and right, you know, what I'm saying Marcus Smart stands out from that bunch as well, but you know that as a you know. You, you sort of know what you're getting from Mark Smart, and it, it's it's not Herculean. Maybe might get something, but 
it, it's like I want some one of those guys better jump out, dude, or Tatum better knock my freaking socks off, which I want to see. I really do. But I'm going Miami in seven. Yeah. Well, to your point about Marcus Smart, the most clutch points in the playoffs so far, Jimmy Butler leads it with 28. Jason Tatum has 26. Steph and Marcus Smart both had 23. Just saying. He's playing. He It yeah. doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it, especially if you don't watch this team. Marcus Smart, I, I kind of compare him to like Draymond Green in a way. It's like, He's gonna do some head ass things that are just like, oh my god! They're of the same, same time. The upside yeah. that you get when they're locked in is like, oh yeah, like this is what makes this team kind of different. A lot of intangibles. Yeah, but the head yeah, assery is premium, huh? So the head assery is premium. You, Dude, you're not gonna get that from Marcus Smart, but it's it's quality. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you go. That's the facts of life. Like it, yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah. Let's oh. let's let that uh let's let that marinate because uh we're getting game one tonight, right? We are. It's four a.m. Yeah, we're getting that tonight. We're getting it tonight. <laughs> we're opening. We were able to keep a you know a slight lens of obscurity of when we do this podcast before Isaiah joined. Yeah, <laughs> because we've normal <laughs> because we've normalized it. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's in the wee hours, ladies and gentlemen. We're putting overtime to get this to get this out. You know what I mean? Let's uh let's 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 kick things off. Let's kick things out of here with uh the lottery right. results for a few minutes because Shiva found this freaking shirt from uh that that has been passed along through several Greek organizations and, and found its way in the Shiva's closet. And it's a 2005. World champions, San Antonio Spurs shirt. Because lest we forget, Shiva spent the summer in in San Antonio, and he's he's an adopted, he's an adopted, huge fan. Son. Been uh been loyal to San Antonio since day one. Obviously, um, you know I lived there for three months. The city treated me beautifully, so got nothing but love for that organization. I'm sure we'll uh have mutual interest down the road. Told you. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> I, I had tacos in San Antonio for three months. I'm basically like from there. You know what I mean? You got a stamp in your passport. The Taqueria, Taqueria data point. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? I was oh, there. Yeah. Bro. I was in the trenches of data point. I'm loyal to the San Antonio soil. I've, I've, I've been on the river walk. You if know, you know, I mean? you know, the Pearl ever heard of it. I, I, I've laid eyes on the Alamo. I won't we forget have. it. I won't forget it. Oh, have we? Forget it. Oh, have we? <laughs> shout out to Eric. Shout down to shout out to Countdown City. 210, baby. Oh, you know what, man? That what I meant to say is that uh, you know, Shiv, we we've Shiv, we've coined the casual diehards. We're gonna have to put a name on this and we'll let the name come to us maybe in a later date. But uh so that way we could marinate on that in, in the meantime, because this is going to have to be a thing. We're going to have to do this after uh, after game one, game two, or, you know, at least after like game four to, to see where we stand, because uh, this, this was good stuff. I, I enjoyed letting this conversation play out <laughs> and let, let the games begin. 
as they say. I, I I also enjoy the fact on Twitter, I let you know that you're going to have to sit through Heldon Johnson and Wimby being teammates. You did, you did say that. I thought it was going to be Portland. They almost had it. The I was Rockies. actually scared it was about to be the Hornets because the last thing I wanted was LaMelo, whatever person who's on probation, and Wimby going at it in the Atlantic uh, the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. Not to deal with Scoot shooting 28% with LaMelo oh, man. and Mark Williams. You got so freaking lucky. That might work. I, I might be here for that. I, I'm mad because I wanted Charlotte to get it. I guess may, more so because like I just wanted my guess to be right. And then I sold myself on that just wanting to be my pick. But I was here for um, Wimby going, honestly, anywhere but San Antonio. <laughs> Dude, Houston got screwed. They had the highest chance to win the lottery. Didn't they, they had like a twenty-two percent chance or something? No, like it's that. all no, fourteen now. No, yes, it was split between the uh, split between the top four, and it was oh. it was straight through the top four. So it was oh. just all right. Well, somebody's uh gonna slide, and or no, 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 somebody slid out at, at the four at the five spot, right? Yeah. And, uh, shout out what you know about Ben Wallace uh, was number yeah. five. Ben Wallace, they don't know. Kids these days don't know about Ben Wallace, and they don't know what Ben Wallace did on 2K20. They don't know anything about it. Damn thing. They don't know anything about it. Now we uh, now we got to deal with this for, what, 15 years? 20? He got dealt with it for seven. (laughs) The first chance he gets to get out of San Antonio, he is out. He is not going to be a lifer. His jersey will not be hanging at the AT&T Center that shut down for two and a half weeks every February for a dumbass rodeo. It's, I hope not. He He's not going to be there for life. I feel like he's, not. he's yeah, I feel like his, his personality is so, like, big city. You know <laughs> like, what? I, I'm saying that thinking that he's going to – who knows what the hell the Lakers are going to look like in, in, five, in five years. I'm thinking that, you know, he's going to take – titles away from like the team in this current iteration who knows but i might become a i might become a real fan because i think this guy has unique one of one just runway with what his career may turn into and i might be all for it i I might turn into like the biggest wimby fan which might get annoying as well if uh this translates to something something special like, well, we're also looking well. at the fact that the Spurs just got an injection into that team. Nobody yeah. cared about the Spurs last year. They had three home games that they had to put in alternate locations just so they could keep up standards of attendance. They played a who gives a shit game at AT&T Center. Oh, no, the Alamo Dome, where <laughs> you had people looking through binoculars to see Steph Curry bust your ass by 35. You played two games on UT's campus just for the excitement so you could watch Anthony Simons drop 40 and the Timberwolves backups play for the to close your season. Like that team was going nowhere. Now season ticket prices have almost tripled oh today. God. Like we just got our notification because last year I had the 10 pack of tickets and I spent $91 on it. That's same thing bucks now. How much? 300. 
Isaiah, Sorry, by the way, that's not bad. One of Isaiah's several alma, alma maters is UTSA, if I'm correct. Woo. Birds up. Birds up. So we actually have uh, Shiva's not from Shiva's not. He, the San Antonio doesn't claim Shiva. They actually, they, there's records they that they actually, they, they sort of claim Isaiah. They claim they Isaiah. I'm on the outside. I was a brief visitor in San Antonio. <laughs> That's nuts, man. That's nuts. I listened to the the episode with Chuck, which was fire. Um, <clears throat> and I think my biggest takeaway from the draft was, dude, Orlando has like two picks in the first round. And dude, I know somehow I know they Chuck fleece Chicago. Yeah. And, and I know Chuck was talking about Keontae George. And if Keontae George kind of falls to that like mid first round range, Keontae George. With that Orlando team with like Paulo and Franz and whoever else they got there, who knows? Maybe they package Isaac in the 13th pick and they oh, go get they could, service. They could do a ton. Like, they could do a ton. They, they, I'm they, here they, for they it. Get a, they could get aggressive if they want. They 100% could. Or they I'm could take a, you know, a, a great pick and add him to the pot and then see who they're keeping, yeah. mortgage the children, and, well, and making it make a grown up move. and. Like My it. thing is with that team, if you're looking at if I'm Portland and I'm not impressed, or Dame calls me and says, Hey, the third pick doesn't move the needle, yeah. you know. I, I put out my list of destinations tonight with the sixth and the eleventh pick. Do I go get those and do a complete rebuild in one draft? Go in three, six, and eleven. You part ways with Dame, the yeah. sixth and the eleventh pick. And maybe you go get me one of their young three guards, send it to Portland, send Dame to Orlando. The timeline's changed. Wow. You guys the didn't see my face. completely changed if you go 6-11, and 11, send that to Portland plus a future first. Because the Vucevic because, trade. You know, at, at that point, yeah, take who do you want? You want Suggs? You want Cole? <laughs> do you want – I would prefer to keep Franz. If you need Franz, you can have him. But no, 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 we got to keep Franz, keep Franz. Yeah. But no, Wait, you throw in Isaac, you throw in Isaac to make the salaries work because I think he's getting paid. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, please take this. Well, he's brother. also unguaranteed. Please so if take... you don't, if you don't want to hold that money forever and uh, you're really looking to cut the salaries in the end, too, he's yeah. he's more than expendable at this point. It's like, yeah. dude, we they, they've invested in you and given you and been patient with you. They don't, yeah. Nobody's willing to take much of a chance, and this is, you know, I like that idea. Yeah. That that's something. And if you're Portland, when have we we haven't seen that in a while? You already got Sharp. You snuck Thibel. You have Simons, who can be yeah. a lead scoring guard. Now sure. I don't know. Yeah. Just tank still kind of go a Utah OKC route where now we just have mad prospects, and we're gonna lose a bunch. But these guys are going to get pretty good. Then we're going to find the right guy to. Yeah. One of them is some. One of them is going to be somebody. You know, they still got Jeremy Grant under contract, and dude, that and is, uh, Paulo. That's interesting. Paulo is going to be crazy in like four years. He's going to be nasty. Like Ooh. he's he's like LeBron, but like Blake Griffin sized. It's it's insane. Like he's massive. All right, let's pump the brakes. Paulo and LeBron. <laughs> He's nasty, bro. He's doing. I think he he him and LeBron are in very similar scoring categories for their rookie season or something like that. That's a sentence you can say, but let let's let's pump the brakes on the young kid from Duke. I like a great rookie season. 
I like Paulo, yeah. man. I'm, I'm big on I'm I'm buying Paulo. I, I I know what Shiva I know where Paulo. Shiva's point comes from. It, it's because he has point forward tendencies, and I'll do this myself at times. Tendencies, yeah. essentially. I get you. I get and you. He can hit I, shots. I, I know He's what you mean. Got a nice jumper. Um, He's got a great jumper. He can facilitate incredibly well. No, I I, I love that. I, get Dame in Orlando. Get yeah, Dame I, out of there, Dame. I, I, you're there. you're good, brother. I will <laughs> shake your hand and look you in the eye and, and tell you, you know, you've done your job <laughs> there. Please go capitalize on opportunity to be had elsewhere. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, the, Portland I'm, might tell Dame. him, "Hey, Dame, we're trying. We're going to rebuild." Sorry, dude. Like, sorry to break it to you. <laughs> the, the only way Dame stayed with tonight's results is they got one. I think he would have stayed with Wimby, Scoot, and Brandon. And Miller. it was a shot. It actually was a shot. That lottery. I don't resign is... my lease for Brandon Miller and uh, Scoot Henderson. I, I'm I'm out. I'm looking for the early termination option. I'll pay the fee. Just get me the hell out of this apartment. I'm done, dude. There's a that ninety seconds of the lottery. Like is such a like humbling like <laughs> like ride for all but one team. Because you just like, hold on. I hey, I'm just saying, like, we gotta oh shit. Nah, never <laughs> mind. <laughs> no, we got Dude, the San Antonio <laughs> representative like literally exclaimed out of sheer like jubilation. <laughs> Do you not realize what happened? They just injected five hundred million dollars of revenue into a city overnight. No, I know, but it was just so funny because it's just like this grown man. The lottery isn't supposed to happen like that. It's not supposed to work like that, man. I'm mad at that. The ping pong balls aren't supposed to grant this team the first overall pick with having only been in the lottery for like two freaking years, man. Give See, me a break. But here's the thing. I don't want the lottery there to help perpetually bad organizations find their way out. You I get miss it. me with the Pistons. I'm so happy you got the fifth pick. Rest in piss. You shouldn't have got the first pick last year. <laughs> you have teams like the Magic who... Why do you hate Detroit? I mean, I'm going to drop, you know, keep the F-bombs away from Detroit. I'm still scorned by 2005. The shirt he should be wearing should be Miami versus San Antonio in 05. You get uh, Rip Hamilton knocking out D-Wade's ribs in 05. Who cares if I was eight? I'm still pissed off. You know one thing about me, I'm going to hold a grudge. It's been yeah. 18 years. Should I get over it? Probably. Will I? Hell no. I I recall. I recall now. <laughs> and then you have teams like the Magic who they set their clock for the draft lottery. They don't set it for playoffs. You know, they've won two playoff games in 13 years. Get over it. You quit looking for the lottery. But instead, I'm okay with a team like the Spurs bouncing back after two years. And I'm okay with yeah, the Pelicans get getting that pick. I get I I'm hating. No, I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I know. I'm hating. I mean, yes, yeah, you got to think the Lakers got the second overall pick. The Lakers were definitely ping pong uh Ping pong poly there for a few years, but you know, they got some good luck. Hey, hard times, brother. We lost Kobe. Like right to retirement, I mean, at the time. Like yeah, it was, it was a lot say. going on. Like, give it give us give us three. We years lost Wayne Wade and got the 14th and 13th pick. You know, it happens. Yeah, man. I uh I just want to point out the Wizards have successfully landed another mid pick in the draft and will continue to 
be a slightly below average team yet again for a record consecutive like eight years in a row and we'll probably hear more rumblings of Bradley Beal not being happy but dog you signed this fat extension you said you wanted to win and I can't believe you looked at Danny Advia and thought yeah this is the step in the right direction for us as an organization but tell me what you know about Kyle Kuzma he's probably gonna get traded this offseason Bradley Bradley Beal shout out to Jalen Rose and uh Jacoby Bradley Beal is captain keep getting them checks yeah, he took. He, the wasn't, he wasn't saying no to that money. No, and no. I would not. And I get it. I, I, but... <laughs> I am just coming off as like a yeah. fan. You know what I mean? Like I, dude, if I saw like even a tenth of that, I would give up whatever I'm doing right now and do whatever it is that <laughs> money wanted me to do. I saw First off, you give me Omer Yurt seven money, I'm different. So don't yeah. don't even think what I would look like with Brad Bill money. Yeah. Brad Bill money, I'm switching my name and moving to Fiji. Like y'all don't Omer. know. Me. <laughs> The money That's, will change me. I'm no rap lyric ever. I'm honest. Let it, let it, let it change me. No, I saw this tweet that said, uh, "Y'all, Cat is making forty nine million in 2024 or 2025, 51 million in 2026. <laughs> Put the trade machines away. <laughs> Nobody's touching this, brother. <laughs> That's what we thought, and then Rudy Gobert gets you five picks with a similar right, contract. Right. So. No, it's what nuts, we know man. is not these, what we know. These numbers are getting crazy. Danny oh Andrews man, greatest finesse of all time. Yeah, shout out. Doesn't win a title with his finesses, but he'll, he'll definitely get you some picks. He got one. He got one. Lucas title. He got one. Bynum's healthy. They never win it. But I digress. Great, great, great point. Great point. <laughs> I I text Shiva, and I think you're in that group chat of talking about the great fraud of Glenn Rivers. And we need to eulogize this man because he is more likely to be sitting as an assistant coach in the next year than he is to lead a team. Glenn Rivers gave you 10 straight game seven losses. He has the most 3-2 and 3-1 blown series leads in NBA history. Also in dramatic fashion, he has lost his spot on the all-time playoff rankings to Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra this postseason. And we can all finally rest easy at night knowing that that raspy voice son of a gun will not be there to terrorize another series lead. He was a fraud in 08 when he actually had to coach in 2010. He got washed when he's had to coach every other time since then. Been washed. Mike D'Antoni made you look like an idiot, and Mike D'Antoni only makes himself look like an idiot. Have fun on vacation. Watch your son play basketball. He needs you. But leave the league alone. Oh, man. Doc's getting another job. Hey, the Puerto Rican Basketball Association has been thriving. Hey, it actually has. Shout out to PPA. And if not, Dwight might invite him to. Don't, if, did y'all see Dwight's Taiwan? Don't go on vacation with Dwight Howard. <laughs> Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. The Tigers on, need you. Dude, what like last place in the division? <laughs> but he gets buckets though. Hey, he got worked by my boy Simbular, though. I know y'all seen the video. Hey, so I have not seen the video. I will go look it up. But Simbular oh. was on my radar, and I'm mad it didn't pan out. 
He was cooking Dwight. I did not know he's still playing. <laughs> yeah, he's in Taiwan. It was he like was watching like Will and Bill Russell, but like in color footage and 728. <laughs> First off, those games in Taiwan crazy. are not in color footage. On an <laughs> iPhone. It was the greatest thing I had ever seen at like 2:30 in the morning. I was like, dude, they're like, they're like scuffling, they're like arguing with each other. It's insane. It's legitimately crazy. It's like this this dude is going to war for my people right now, bro. Straight up, like respect, oh, bro. Yo, respect. the wheels, the wheels are gone. <laughs> this is it, ladies. This is it, folks. Thank you for listening. Like, follow, and subscribe <laughs> to the pod. Interact on socials. Thank oh. you um, for making it. And uh, we're going to do it again. This this is not a one-off by any means. Not at all. Yeah. The fun part's going to be finding a way to make it through work tomorrow. Because <laughs> uh, little do you know, I have to be in the office. It's an hour and 48 minutes. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and take a shower and cold brew and uh, figure out what we can get done. Cheers, brother, brother. Off, off, off to the bag. Yet again. Till next time, folks. Peace.